Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm going to get Brandon Vogel, Catterreed.com here in just a moment. We'll get him on here in his study. I always forget, like, when I don't see the caller... Uh, I don't see the call screen lit up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We get we get Can Vogue. You we see get, him on your. Oh yeah, I got him. I got him. He's got he's got the he's got the plaid shirt on. Maybe a flannel. Vogues, what's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? Going well. Going well. You you look very comfortable in your study right now. Is it is it is it cold where you're at? Um, no, it was 68 degrees when I I got up with the kids at oh. six o'clock this morning. Oh. Um, but it's it's uh. It's set to plummet throughout the day. Is it? I think we're going to end the end the day close to you, closer to the forties. So for now, it's nice, but kind of overcast. I think rain is coming. Okay, that's good. Well, you you kind of flexed this morning, so we we're just going to go ahead and take that. Hey, it was eighty here on Monday. Yeah, it was. It was windy, but it was eighty, so that was cool. I want to ask you. I'm sure you had a chance to watch a little bit of the the chasing three. We were having this discussion about. The access, and this is a big thing in, in all of sports, but you know, we're seeing a lot of it in college sports where you're kind of getting that year-round access, whether you have like these little docu-series or just uh, ways that the fans can get a little bit more on the inside as they feel you know, is, is necessary to, to put out there for content. When it comes to the overall look, especially as we look at Nebraska, the overall look of a program, I, I, just, I don't know if there's any negative impact of that at all i i just i i see like i'm using monday's episode as an example where they're showing the facilities you're showing the the team supporting nash Hutmacher. you're showing the ty robinson decision to return you're seeing all this positive engagement but more than anything brandon it seems like when matt rule talks about the, the type of culture and the type of way that they want to do things it seems like that's on full display and i, I just i feel like when it comes to a recruiting opportunity this is maybe where it, it shines the most yeah, I, I would agree. I don't. I don't think there's there's a lot of downside to to doing this stuff in house. And and the other thing, you know, I Nebraska had teased that this this first episode of the off season was was coming out at some point next week, and I was actively like looking forward to it because mm-hmm. I think you do you do learn some things. Of, of course, we know, and like nobody other than like maybe hardcore journalists or even old school journalists care that. Yeah, they're not going to show you any problems that they're having. Right. We know that, um, but the, the majority of people, I don't think, want to see that or, or even care that much about it. So these videos are very, very well produced. <laughs> I kind of watch them yeah. like films, and I'm like, who is responsible for this shot? Because whoever set this up, it looks amazing. Um, and and to the to the culture point of it, that's really what's on. I think full display, and, and that's kind of been the the theme I think throughout these since they started doing them last year is like Matt rule said at the very outset, he wants his guys to just kind of enjoy being around each other and hanging out. And and I think that's, that's kind of a a crucial point. And that's largely what we see in these things. Um, You you get the sizzle reel of the workout videos and and that sort of stuff, but it's a, it's a team being a team. I wanted, I want to get into some football parts of the season, but I want to go back to basketball here real quickly too, because you know, as we look at tomorrow night, another opportunity for Nebraska to win a road game. 
we're looking at a team that, based on the conversations going into the season, I would say, Brandon, this has been a successful season because it looks like all roads end at the NCAA tournament. When you think of the Nebraska job and the the realistic result that you should have in a five-year stretch if you're coaching at Nebraska – what? How would you put that? What would be a five-year run of success at Nebraska if you are if you're looking at it objectively? Oh, good question. Um, if we're if we're being completely honest and, and looking at the the history of results, it's probably it's probably what this year looks like. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it depends a little bit on your conference, but certainly in in the current Big Ten, and definitely in a Big Ten that's eighteen teams next year. Um, finishing the top half of your league, make an NCAA tournament. If, if you do that in five years, um, it feels like and, – and, you know, the Fred Hoiberg era has been interesting and in that there have felt like there were a lot of kind of uh, treacherous moments along the way where, where it felt like things could go, go one way or the other. But, you know, I saw on Twitter the other day somebody just posted his records and, like, They've won more. They've won more games each year. Um, right. It didn't have that that early success, and, and and maybe that's why it's felt treacherous. Like, if if one tournament appearance is, for the sake of argument, a fair expectation, doing it in year five probably isn't the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Miles didn't do it that way, um, which which certainly you know helped I think extend extend his tenure. So. But but realistically, I think I think that's it. And is this season a success? I think it absolutely is. Um, I think where Nebraska's at right now, with with three games remaining, is close to like what we saw in the off season. You're like, ah, yeah, if it all comes together, this might be kind of kind of where they're at. Yeah. I think I think they're close to to their optimum level based on the talent that they have. What you've seen from them especially getting that road win a week ago, the way that they handled, which I think was a a pretty hot Minnesota team. Does it give you any type of renewed confidence that they're more than what they've been to this point of the season? Meaning, does this mean you start to all of a sudden envision a potential round of 32 appearance? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> that's one where where maybe Nebraska's history weighs too heavily into yeah. the equation for me because if I think if we strip all that away um you know if this was just the champ from the colonial a team you know most people aren't going to know a ton about right and, and you look at the pieces they have I think you would you know you'd say oh yeah that's a, that's a live that's a live play in in the first mm-hmm. round uh so to speak and I'll be I'll be really interested in in tomorrow um in a lot of ways, I think it's a, the right test at the right time for Nebraska. I, I haven't seen the the line on it, but presumably they'll be underdogs. I think the, that's the last game they'll they'll be an underdog in, and it's been on the road where you just finally got that monkey off your back. Yeah, the last time at at Indiana and, and Ohio State's a pretty good team. Like go and if they go and win there, like all of a sudden we're talking about you know not only did. Their tournament chances were, were pretty close to on life support, I thought, at the start of the month. And here we are at the end of the month, and they're they're basically in, um, it, it's barring a, a catastrophe. So they go out and beat Ohio State, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, this team isn't consistent enough where you can just pencil in wins at any point. Yeah. But 
you're looking at, at closing the year on a on a pretty solid winning streak. And, and if you do that, then then yeah, I think yep. the NCAA tournament becomes not just like the goal, but like the next step of yep. what can you do in the tournament. Then. Yeah, I'm with you. I, that's what I think this last week represents more than anything, especially with a couple of more opportunities on the road. We're talking to Brandon Vogel, counterread.com. Speaking of counterread.com, and, and, and speaking of Nebraska basketball, if the, if you have the two commonalities of when Nebraska went to the NCAA tournament in the last decade, it was a sterling home record. And right now, 17-1 for this team. Uh, remember, Tim Miles' team only lost one game at home, and I believe that was to Michigan. If you look at football, that hasn't been necessarily the case where the home field has not been as kind of Nebraska as it once was. And I know you had a, a really good read in the Substack to subscribers on the home field for Nebraska in football, the home field advantage if we want to go there. And when you think about where that has escaped Nebraska, what are the things that come to mind to you in where Nebraska used to be? If you went to Memorial Stadium, good luck. Now it's like, eh, it's just another place, another stop. Yeah, it's 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 a complicated one. So Action Network um, put out their home field ratings um, for 2024. And that was kind of the jumping off point for that newsletter that you mentioned. Uh, and Nebraska ranked 120th. They are only ahead of Vanderbilt wow. in terms of power teams. And that's based on the last 10 years. Yep. This is a key point against the spread, which mm-hmm. is a way to measure. Are you playing better than expected worse? Yeah. And, and Nebraska has played worse at, at home, played better <laughs> on the road. They ranked 15th uh, in terms of on the road uh, against the spread record. So, this isn't necessarily talking strictly about wins and losses, but I look back to this this past season uh, as as an example of I think Nebraska was four and one at home. Mm-hmm. You had Maryland and Iowa, um, both basically coin flip games. You lost them both thirteen to ten. That's one where you you would hope uh, that that a home field advantage can can help push you over the top there, and it didn't, and it hasn't for for a while. And I think this has been sort of a a cumulative thing because it, it's a little counterintuitive too, because Nebraska is one of the few programs in the country where, you know, the stadium's going to be full. Yeah. Um, it's certainly, it's you know, maybe one of two, three, four or five programs where a team could be sub 500 for as long as Nebraska has been. And you know, the stadium's going to be full. So it's, it's not, I don't think it, it, it's not that piece of it. It's just with the number of close losses Nebraska has had recently, um, I think everyone, players, fans, uh, observers like us, is is kind of a little bit snake bit um, just by that. You're kind of always waiting for the other foot to drop um, yep. just based on, on the recent run of results. And I think that, you know, creeps into to what it's like for Nebraska at home uh, it, and just creeps into the stadium in general. That's kind of the best explanation I can come up with. I want to end on this, and I don't think I th- with a, a new – coaching staff that one it continues to seem to push all the right buttons and getting everybody engaged and excited even coming off of a five and seven season i don't think we're anywhere close but at any point over the last 10 years did you wonder if that unwavering fan support and what memorial stadium has looked like for so many years and so so such a big part of our lives brandon would look different when it came to the overall butts and seats 
not really. I mean, there were there were some games there, you know, when Nebraska was really at a low tide and, you know, Ohio State was coming in. It's right. like a four touchdown favorite or something like that. And you're just like, geez, what's this going to look like? And, you know, at the start of those games, um, which that Ohio State game went went to to expectation uh, at the start of the game, it looked like. You know, most every Nebraska home game I can remember, which yeah. is a really real credit to the people that follow this program, um, because like they're always they'll 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 everyone. It's never changed that people are willing to go that far. Like a Saturday in Lincoln still means something special. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of amazing because I don't know how many places where you would have to you know, get into like actual attendance versus scan ticket numbers to, to really even see any sort of minor drop off because at kickoff of all those games, um, it feels, it feels pretty much the same, which is, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, what do you got coming up on counter read? Anything, uh, that we need to, to keep our eyes on? I mean, we should always keep our eyes on it, but anything in particular? Yeah. Um, well, Keep keep updating with uh, with basketball. That's certainly going to pick up in the in the the weeks ahead, um, which I'm 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 excited about. I, I like this time of year, of course, like all all sports fans do. I think uh, when it comes to basketball, I've been sort of fascinated by a question lately of who is Nebraska football's best player in 2024, oh. and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. So I think I'm going to puzzle through that a little bit, and uh, and and see. And, and it doesn't matter if if you have a guy that you can just say, yep, and Dom can see that's your best player. Um, so that's kind of what's coming up next for me. All right, Brandon, appreciate it, my man. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. It's Brandon Vogel of counterread.com. Great substack. He and Aaron Sorensen. Always must-read stuff. Good check out. Uh, anytime of the season, check that out. Uh, big thanks to all of our guests on the show, including Brandon. Also, big thanks to Matt DeMarinis. we got Creighton Hoops tonight, 1620 The Zone, pregame. Shoot around with our own Jimmy Chavez at 6 Starts o'clock. At noon. Starts at noon. Oh, wait, what? Well, yeah, I guess we're, we're already in pregame mode right now. Yeah. Uh, but you got 6 o'clock to 7.30. That is pregame. Years. 8 o'clock is tip. You got postgame coverage with Jimmy Allen. So that is all coming your way It'll tonight. on from 10.30 until 3. Until uh, we get in here tomorrow morning. Yeah. Creighton and Seton Hall. Crossover coming up next on the Connor Happer Show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We're back tomorrow at 6. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.